What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, all of you beautiful, lovely people listening to this podcast. Thank you for coming and listening to a new episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. I am happy that you are here. I hope this week has been good for you. Uh, I hope that whenever this episode comes out on Thursday of next week, that this it's a much better week for me. This week has been super duper hectic. Um, So I'm recording this the Friday prior to this episode coming out, and it's been a hectic week, and then today was just the cherry on top. I'm not going to lie, Layla was like the last fork for me, so I like tend to uh, describe my anxiety by using forks, like, you know, it's the the last fork that I could take, uh, you know, shoved into my skin. (laughs) It's an analogy, but anyways... Layla was like the last fork I could take before I just completely bursted. And honestly, it was just a lack of management um, on my part. But then I also had no idea what was going on at the time. So I don't really like have anything super specific to blame, I guess you could say. Uh, But I was really, really embarrassed and angry and frustrated at this situation, just so fucking annoyed. So I'm going to share it with you because (laughs) I need to like vent a little bit. So I didn't know that our friends were coming over um, during the day today and I I work from home. So I didn't know that friends were coming over while um, I had Layla out. It was like kind of lunchtime and then I was just getting started back at my job and I had like 10 minutes until a meeting started. And um, this is typically about the time that I put Layla up, but because it was like lunchtime, you know, I was like kind of finishing up. Um, And then I get a text that friends are coming to pick something up. And I was like, oh crap. And I had to do a few things um, to get that stuff prepared. Um, And I thought that they were going to be more of like, you know, be here in 10 minutes, but no, it was more like be here in like literally one minute. Um, and I didn't realize that. So they ring the doorbell, which is trigger number one for Layla. (laughs) It's funny because in last week's episode, I literally was like, yeah, she's like getting better whenever people come over. Uh, yeah, she, she is like a lot better when there's some management to it. Um, and so I was not prepared. Um, they rang the doorbell, they came in, Layla immediately got excited, peed all over them. Um, because she she loves the glee pee whenever she meets people, which is probably like the top priority of why we manage her so much whenever people come over. So we typically like put her on her place and keep her there until she's calm and can go visit people, you know, sitting at the couch or, you know, walking around, whatever. And so that was, you know, did not happen. So they came in, she peed all over them. Embarrassing thing number one. Um, She kept jumping on them, which was just really frustrating because I was trying to get her to calm down while also getting the things that they were coming to get. 
Um, and then they decided to uh, open up the door and like prop it open while they carried these things out. And of course, I didn't realize that they were doing this because I was getting some of the other boxes from upstairs and Layla ran out, which is totally, I'm, I'm not going to say totally fine, but you know, which is not like a life or death type moment because she stayed like right in our yard and she came when called, but it was very annoying because it was raining very bad. So she came in wet uh, and then she came in wet and jumped all over uh, the other person that was there. Um, and then she just was causing a lot of havoc, basically. Um, and so it was really, really embarrassing. And at the same time, I was also missing a meeting. So I was, I was late to a meeting because of this. And yeah, you know, it just, it just, I guess it is what it is. Um, I was very embarrassed, very frustrated, uh, and in true Caroline fashion, I took a moment to cry because that's what I do when I have big feelings. I cry. Um, you know, I gotta, gotta let that energy out some way. And uh, yeah, I was, I was just not the person that you would want to talk to <laughs> today at like 2 p.m. <laughs> so then I had to get on this call with, with, um, uh, get on this meeting and tell them some things that they probably didn't want to hear um, related to a project that I'm working on. And so that was also, you know, great. So it's, it's just been a day. It's been a day, but then, you know, I, I cried my energy out. (laughs) Um, I decompressed a little bit. I finished up some work because I did have some work left to do for my, my job. And then I took a nap for like two hours and that's kind of helped. Um, it's helped a little bit, I guess. But now I'm here talking to you and honestly talking it out and just venting a little bit and just saying like, God, that freaking sucked. You know, today sucked. <laughs> and knowing that um, I can tell you guys that it sucked and that you probably relate and understand is just what I just, I, it's, it's honestly what I needed at the moment. So I'm glad that I can speak into this podcast microphone and that you can hear me and that you can say, wow, that sucked. <laughs> I know exactly what she's talking about. Like my dog has put me in those situations before and it sucked. So right now Layla's in her crate. I personally cannot deal with her at the moment. Um, I'm recording this and then I have a podcast recording with a guest And typically, those just put me in the absolute best mood ever um, because I love talking to people and connecting with them. And even though I'm like kind of in a, you know, piss poor mood due to Layla, I still love talking about dogs and how they emotionally affect us and just connecting with people on that and with mental health and all of that jazz. And so those typically put me in a good mood. So I'm thinking that after that, We will go on a good, long, deserved, sniffy walk, (laughs) and I will put on some music while we walk. We'll just have a good time, because it'll be later in the day. Hopefully, it will be uh, not as humid, not as hot, and we will make it through. We will make it through. And tomorrow, (laughs) tomorrow I will have a plan of some time for myself to journal and, like, decompress more. (laughs) Oh my gosh, guys, you have caught me at probably one of the most (sighs) crazy, irritable, like, 
unhinged moments. <laughs> but I guess, you know, just here through thick and thin, right? Here through thick and thin. Okay, <laughs> to go off of this rant a little bit, that was definitely, you know, my crappy for the week. That was it. I'll just go ahead and say it. That was it. Uh, my happy is this project that I have been working on for my actual job is coming to a close. We're about to go live with it and it has turned out really, really well. I'm super proud of myself with this project. It's been like a four or five month project. Actually, I might've started like working on it in January with like initial scoping and everything, but it's been like my project all on my own and I've gotten really great feedback about my work and how I communicate and you know how I like collaborated with other people um and I've received praise from both like my boss and the customers that I'm working with which that's always really really nice to hear um and so I'm definitely one of those people that I like enjoy like feedback and like I and like I enjoy knowing that people are uh, like positively affected by me I guess like words of affirmation I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that like I really really enjoy words of affirmation so like getting that praise um has been really really helpful toward to me to like keep continuing and doing well and like having motivation to complete this project so you know, if you don't know your like love language, even though it's called love language, it can be used in many different ways, like for work, for example. So mine is definitely like words of affirmation. Like I like to be, you know, comforted and like positively like, um, to- like told positive things, <laughs> I guess. Um, like so given positive feedback on like my work is really reassuring to me. Um, and so it's really nice to know your love languages because they can come in handy. Okay. I didn't ask you all your happies and crappies for this week because it was just really hectic, like I said, but I will say I got in this little deck of cards. That's it's called the connect deck. I shared this on my stories. I like really wanted this for a long time. Um, but it's basically like a card deck and you draw a card and they have different levels per se so they have like a uh, getting to know each other level like a uh, let's connect deeper um, like really intimate level and then like make you cry level um, and so you can draw a card and you like know what level it's going to be because the uh, levels are color based so you draw a card and then um, it asks you a question And then they've been really good for journal prompts whenever I just, like, don't really know what to write about. Like, I feel like I need to write and, like, get some energy out or, like, think about something. Um, But I'm, I'm like, well, I don't really know, like, what to to talk about or do or write about today. Um, So I'll pull one of these cards or that's what I've been doing. And just, you know, maybe a couple and go based off that. So I really, really like these. And me and Bobby uh, did them one day for dinner. We just went back and forth pulling cards and like telling each other what we thought of the question and like the answers. So I thought as like a new little segment or maybe, you know, every once in a while on the podcast, I would pull one of these little cards. Okay, I'm going to pull like the lowest level. So like the get to know me. Okay. (laughs) this is such an on-point question for right now. (laughs) 
I swear this was not planned. Okay. The question is, what irritates you more than it should? (laughs) What irritates you more than it should? And it really does irritate me whenever somebody like doesn't give me a heads up, which is like what happened today. At least in my perspective, that's what happened. And because of that, I wasn't prepared and I wasn't able to like manage the situation. And so, yeah, that, that does irritate me a lot because to me, it's just like, why, why not give like the, the courtesy, the common courtesy, I guess, the respect, <laughs> like to warn me, um, especially because there's like a shit ton of things that I'm doing throughout the day because I work and whatnot. So yeah, that's definitely on, on point for today. Good job, Connect. <laughs> but if you are interested in like these cards um they're from a canadian company called happy tears so you could go check them out and they actually came out with like a new design for this packaging or a new packaging design for their cards which is really really pretty so if you're interested you can go check them out um this like is not sponsored in any way i just think they're really cool and i really like the idea behind them Today, you will get to hear from Cosette, and she is such a pleasure to talk to. She was enthusiastic, a little sassy, super kind, and super duper passionate about her dogs, and I really liked that she came into this conversation because she wanted to tell people about her experience with her dogs while she was still in college. And she really wanted to do it out of a place of like hoping that people could get a head start based off of the knowledge and experience that she shares on this podcast. So Cosette is a recent master's student graduate and will finish up her thesis at the University of South Carolina in July, I believe is what she told me. So everyone say congrats. She lives with her boyfriend, Dylan, and their two dogs, Nova, a one-year-old German Shepherd mix, and Odin, an 11-month-old Australian Shepherd. They also have two cats who are littermate brothers, Vladimir and Milo. Cosette came to me wanting to talk about dog parenting while being a student, and I thought it was a great topic because I know so many people who get a dog during college, myself included. Uh, If you didn't know, we got Layla with like four or five months left of our senior year. Um, And so she shares with us the lessons having a dog while going to school taught her, which included learning how to maximize her time. She is a great example of showing how you can do all the things, balance your time, and still be a great dog parent. So let's get into this episode with Cosette. Okay, everyone. Today we have Cosette. Um, who is the dog mom of Nova and Odin. I'm so glad she reached out to me with a um, topic for a great conversation. And I was like, well, why don't we just talk about it together? Um, So I brought her on the pod today as my guest and she's wearing a bad dog mom shirt. So I'm I'm really loving that. Um, Okay. So let's just get right on into it. So welcome and thank you for coming on. If you want to Give a little introduction to you and your dogs and, you know, any fun things that you have planned. Yeah. So, um, first of all, thank you for having me. I've been super excited about this 
like for a while. I don't even know. <laughs> Just for like a long time. But um, overall, we're doing pretty good. Um, like I said earlier, Odin's currently recovering from neuter surgery. So, you know, he's doing as good as he can be doing, um, which means... Nova's a little extra bored, but basically we've been just trying to balance them out as much as possible. But, you know, like we have, um, we're going to actually take her to a baseball game tomorrow. So oh, she'll, be, she'll get something to do out of the house. So I think she'll be a lot happier after tomorrow. Um, but overall happy, healthy, can't complain. Um, I've just been working on my thesis and waiting on a job <laughs> um, so yeah so since I mentioned my thesis um I am a student at the University of South Carolina I have finished you know all of my coursework is done mm -hmm. but I ran into some data issues over this past semester with my topic so okay. that's why like my official graduation is until actual like August but I'm literally okay. done with everything else. I just have to finish this thesis and then defend in July. And then right. I'm done. That's awesome. So congratulations, first off. That is so, so, so exciting. I'm sure you're glad to be almost done with school after, you know, 20 yes. some years of it. Oh or not God. 20 some, but, uh, you know, probably 15, oh, maybe 20, depending on how long everything took. Like... If we're talking like from kindergarten, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like we're straight, from, yeah, that's like it would be know. like eighteen years. Yeah, that's a long yeah. time to be in school, you know. It makes me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie. Oh my god. Yeah. So, what did you get your master's in? So, um, I have a master's in a bachelor's as well. I got my degree in criminology and criminal justice. Um, I also went to the university of South Carolina. So, um, I've been there, I've been there a minute. Um, okay. I, I, I loved it. Plus the pandemic hit. So why right. not just continue on with a degree? So I just stuck around for two more years. Right. That makes total sense because I also graduated, uh, during the pandemic in 2020. And so it was kind of like, do you go and get a job or do I just like go back to school, but I was done. Right. I could not do it at the time. I also wasn't really sure about what I would even get my master's in or like my next degree right. in. So, um, I'm glad that worked out for you though. You know, that's a really great plan. So do you have like any idea on what your next step in life is? Like you said, a job. So are you looking at anything specific? So, um, I can't go into too many details because, um, the, I have to think of how to word things. So I don't, you know, get in like trouble, but the director, right. well, you're the, in a criminology. So I'm sure it's probably like an FBI or something, you know, related so to I that. will say it's state level. Mm -hmm. Um, so the director is like pretty picky with like talking about the organization I'll put it that way right. on the internet um but I actually just got a call today and they went through my background check they went through my references and they actually want me to come in tomorrow to do my conditional hire paperwork quote I don't even know what that means and mm -hmm. fingerprinting so it looks like I'm on the way to get this job that is awesome. That is so, so, so cool. I actually not like, so I had to take one criminology class 
in undergrad because I have a degree in biometric systems, which is like the study of like pattern recognition, like facial print, like facial recognition, fingerprinting, eye scans, all that, like, but the technology part behind it. Um, and I went to WVU uh, West, in West Virginia, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty big criminology school, I think. So yeah. like it has a pretty, pretty good program. And also the um, one of like the FBI kind of, um, I don't know the what you would actually there. call it. Okay. Yeah, I, the headquarters I, is there. Okay. I didn't know if it was the headquarters or if it was just like one of the big hubs for the FBI, but I'm pretty sure it holds like, like all of like the facial recognition and like the whole yeah, U.S. Yeah. or something like that. Like it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And that's also, so it's their headquarters and also their training unit. So if you yes. go to the FBI, you go to Virginia and you, you go through there. So um, I could imagine that the school there would get a pretty good program out of that. And mm-hmm. that's like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I didn't do criminology. I just had like the one class um, because most of my stuff was more so like the engineering and like right, technology right. side, but it was still really, really cool to learn about some of those different topics. So I can relate a little bit to, to your degree. No. And I've, I've been on the train pretty much since like high school that I, I truly believe that everyone should take at least like a basic, like criminal justice class, like a mm-hmm. criminal justice 101, because it really just like informs you about how our justice system works and like actually works right like not learning about it from like a tv show and Mm -hmm. like it's just good to know because like like this is our criminal justice system in our country like Mm -hmm. I feel like people should know about that but maybe I'm biased but (laughs) it's like one of those things um how they say in like high school you know you should have a finance class to go over like how taxes like work and how to have like a mortgage and right. a loan. It's like loop it right in with all of that stuff. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So you did mention the pandemic a little bit and mm-hmm. you actually got your dogs, Nova and Odin, not in 2020, but in 2021. Right. Right. Okay. And which one came first? Nova. Okay. So it wasn't like stay at home quarantine, mm-hmm. like pandemic, but it was still like, you know, we're easing our way back in in 2021 and whatnot. So what was like the deciding factor to get a dog during that time? And then while you were still in school? So originally I always said that I didn't want to get a dog until I was done with school, Mm -hmm. mostly for financial security reasons. Like, let's be honest, as a student, like you're not that financial, financially secure. I was actually at one point looking to get a dog the fall of my senior year. So that would have been basically the semester before the pandemic hit. Right. But my roommate that was living with at the time, and like, honestly, my other friends and family weren't that supportive of that. Like I would call them and talk to them and be like, you know, Hey, I'm thinking about getting a dog. Like I'm looking at dogs. Like, what do you think? And they'd be like, I don't know. Like that's such a big responsibility. And it is Mm y'all, please. I'm not trying to downplay that. Um, and so like, it just made me doubt myself. And so I backed out, which I mean, I think that was the right choice in that moment, just because like, like I said, my current roommate does at the time, like she didn't love dogs. And so Mm -hmm. she would not have been happy in our situation. Like she would have put up with it if I really wanted one, but you know, I, she probably wouldn't have been that happy. Um, but the real deciding factor 
so we got Nova in February of 2021 and Dylan was actually the one who brought it up again. So this was after we had moved in together because the pandemic started, right? So my roommate had to move back in with her mom. And so, you know, Dylan and I were not financially secure enough to move, like live by ourselves. And so even though we hadn't been dating like long enough, quote unquote, um, we had to move in together because that like we wouldn't have been able to financially survive. So we had talked about like getting a dog on and off and be like, ah, maybe after grad school, whatever, our lives are crazy. And then he approached me literally randomly one day in January of 2021, which was actually the month we got COVID. So I guess we were just talking and he was like, no, we, like we should get a dog. Like I really want a dog. And I was actually the one at that time being like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. That's so funny because my fiance is the one that like wanted Layla. Really? Like, I, oh I didn't even go with him to get Layla. I wasn't there. <laughs> and so, yeah, she like, because we got her in February of 2020, like right before the pandemic. Right. And um, she was going to live with him the rest of our semester in college because we didn't live together. So it's really funny because Bobby brought it up too. <laughs> yeah. And so, but then he finally, you know, he was like, you know, like we're literally home. Like we're not doing anything. Right. And I was like, okay, okay. Like, let's look. So, I mean, we, you know, we had just been you know, weeks on the internet, you know, looking at rescues, blah, blah, blah. And I was actually heading down to Savannah in the car, mm-hmm. looking at dogs on Pet Finder. Right. And I was going down to Savannah because I was celebrating my, my old roommate's birthday, ironically. And Dylan was still home because he was recovering for COVID. And I found Nova on the internet in a car. Yeah. On the way to Savannah. So I literally, I called the rescue in that car and I put down a deposit for her. Oh my gosh. Love that first sight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was now I, I'll admit in the photo, she was a very tiny black puppy. And then when mm-hmm. I went to pick her up, she was not that tiny anymore. So I was a little, you know, surprised at the size. Um, but I went with it. It's okay. But anyways, that probably got a little sidetracked, but I just had to set up, you know, like the scene, like the scene right. of yeah. how this all came to be. And so basically like I was still pretty much virtually online with my mm-hmm. program. I only had one class that semester that met in person at all. And we only met once a month. Okay. So that was another reason of, you know what? I'm home. Like you I may as do well it. have it. Yeah. Cause Dylan did work. So he was out of the home more. Um, So I would be able to dedicate the time to training and like building a relationship with a puppy. That's why, I mean, me and him just basically were like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) That sounds like so, so, so similar to us. Um, It was kind of, I don't want to say like spur of the moment we had been talking about getting a dog, but it wasn't like super serious. Bobby was really like the, the force behind it. He was the Mm -hmm. one that really wanted a dog. Um, and we were looking on pet finder and Craigslist and, um, you know, didn't really like know a whole lot about what we wanted or like what to look for really. Um, yeah, (laughs) but we found Layla, um, and in the pictures, she was a tiny, tiny puppy. And then whenever we got her, she was already like, 15 pounds and we were like oh my god this dog is huge 
We saw these two monkeys and they had told us that she was going to be a mini Australian shepherd. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we were like, yeah, this dog, like her paws are huge. She's so clumsy. She's just big, like for a puppy. Um, yeah. And then, you know, she ended up being like 55, 60 pounds, which is totally fine, but it's like super similar to, to what you had said. Yeah. And like, I didn't really know what I was looking for either because this was like my first time actually owning a dog. Like I've had dogs in my life and like with my family, but like, I didn't know what my personal preferences were. So I was just, I was pretty open. Like I know I don't like small dogs. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at at least a medium size is what we were going for. Um, and Nova fits that like Nova is literally, she fluctuates between 50 to 52 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, so the advertiser is like a lab mix. And of course, as we know now, she is not a lab mix. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But you know, like I was like, oh, you know, like labs are nice dogs are nice dogs to have. So that could be fun. So yeah, I mean, I had no preferences. So literally, I just went into it with very open mind of like, honestly, whatever comes to me, I'll make it work. Right. That's on it. That's exactly how we were too. So, so, so similar. So, you know, that was like kind of sounded spur of the moment for you all. Mm -hmm. Like it was kind of just like, okay, let's just do it. Like we've talked about it, but like, let's pull the trigger. Let's do it. Yeah. And you had already talked about, you know, coming together so that you could financially support everything Mm -hmm. a little bit better. So what was the deciding factor for Odin then? Because you already kind of jumped the gun to get your first dog. Yeah. What made you do (laughs) it for the second? I have to know Um, because it was how, like how many months in between were, were they? So us actually knowing we wanted a second dog, we knew after we had Nova for a month that a second dog would be in our future. Like we were so sure because Nova genuinely like loves living with another dog. Like the day we brought Odin home, they were best friends. Like she loves other dogs and so Dylan had said that you know he was like I want an Aussie I want an mm-hmm. Aussie because he made a friend and um in our program in his program excuse me that had an Australian Shepherd okay who ironically is Odin's aunt so interesting okay yeah and so he had seen Ellie and he was like oh I want an Aussie and I was like I don't know like they're kind of crackheads <laughs> they are I a little bit of a crackhead I was like I'm not gonna lie but you know so I was like all right all right all right so we contacted you know the breeder where our friends got Ellie from and yeah I just I just put us on a wait list okay um we were originally not planning on getting Odin until later in 2021 but it was literally like boom the litter was born in summer wow okay and we and we were like the first people on the wait list because I had expressed to the breeder that I wanted to keep the tail I didn't want it docked and so she was like look these puppies are born you need to pick a puppy out within the next two days because they have to go get their tail to stop like ASAP Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So that is how we ended up with Odin. Well, that's Um, crazy. Like how, you know, it was jam packed right in the, into like six months. So are you happy that it it did it that way? In the end? Yes, because everything ended up working out, but, um, I do have to have to say, so when we brought Odin home, it was a very chaotic time. Mm -hmm. So we were moving. Okay. 
from the apartment to a house because we, we were in an apartment when we got Nova moving into a house because we knew we were getting a second dog and we would need more space anyway. Mm-hmm. Nova had went into heat because she did not come to me fixed. Mm-hmm. And Dylan's stepdad unfortunately passed of COVID in that same week. Oh my goodness. So, the, so we brought Odin home. Oh, and also the semester started back up that week. Yeah. So this was a lot. Yeah, that's um, a lot to go to, to handle, to go on. <laughs> so um, Odin came home on a Saturday that following, it was a Monday or a Tuesday. I want to say it was like a Monday night, but I could be wrong, that Dylan's stepdad passed. And so Dylan was home with Odin for like maybe like four or five days that he was, he was gone mm-hmm. to, to the funeral. Um, so I was alone with Odin for a week yeah his first week home and it was crap I'm gonna tell you that yeah that's very like hard to emotionally work through like with everything else going on and but then like physically work through too because you're now having to manage two dogs well and like that wasn't even the biggest problem like like yeah it's a little bit of a okay Mm -hmm. let's get our crap together but Odin was a terrible crate trainer oh he was a screamer and so Odin slept for longer periods of time like he would sleep until like five or six hours straight which for a brand new puppy that's pretty good in my Mm -hmm. opinion but once he was up he was up yeah and you knew it it. screaming (laughs) you knew it (laughs) you knew what was coming (laughs) so when you ask me am I happy yes at the end of the day it, it all ended up the way it should Mm-hmm. But we fought <laughs> through a lot of crap at the beginning. Ooh, yeah. That that definitely sounds like it. I feel for you. <laughs> Look, I I'm alive. <laughs> I made it. We are here. Yes. It has been, I guess, almost a year later since yeah. you brought Odin home. I would say at least, like from Which what is, I'm gathering. So yeah, August, um, I have the date 16th in my head, but I have it saved on my calendar, but it's, it's in August. And it's like the mm-hmm. 16th or something like that, which is crazy to think about that. He's almost been home a year. Yeah. And Nova was home a year back in February. Like, wow. I know it's wow. really, really crazy to think about how long we've had our dogs. I Layla's going to be three this year. And I oh just, I can't even believe it that we're, that we're going to have a three-year-old. It's crazy wow. to think about. Okay. So, so moving on a little bit, I thought that was like such an interesting story about how you like, you know, decided to get it's your a doozy, man. <laughs> how, yeah. How it all played out. But was there anything that like you did to prepare for getting a dog specifically while you were still in school? Um, so at first, like when Nova, not really, because I just, I didn't know mm-hmm. really what I was in for. Let's be honest. Um, okay. I got, like I watched YouTube videos. I'm like, what to bring, you know, home with your new puppy and blah, 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 blah. But honestly, they don't prepare you for the real thing. Um, it's like a good, I see those YouTube videos. It's like a good guideline for getting you started. But when you bring that dog home, it is really when reality sits in. So like I brought home, you know, the food, the Mm -hmm. pee pads, the, the bed, some toys, a crate. But I mean, we really just didn't know. Right you know, how it would go until, until it started. Yeah. 
like looking back on it now, is there anything that you wish you would have known or would have had? I can't like think of anything material Mm -hmm. really just because, you know, I don't think you need like a lot. Right. Um, It's more like there's things I wish I would have prepared for as far as like getting a dog into structure and also setting boundaries with yourself. Oh my gosh. Yes. I like, that's exactly what I thought of too, is just like kind of preparing for a routine change Yeah, like prior to getting the dog. 100%. Yeah. Because you're going to be waking up earlier and waking up in the middle of the night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, from watching these YouTube videos. So like the first two days Nova was home, I was pretty much in the room with her. Mm-hmm. in our bedroom, closed door, everything. Like I was secluded with her mm-hmm. and my, you know, because we had cats already, we had the cats first. And so I, you know, you, you're supposed to do slow integration with them and our apartment was tiny. So there was no really other choice, but to keep Nova in this room with me. And I literally went crazy within the first 48 hours. Like Dylan at one point came home from work and I was like a sobbing mess on the bed. Cause I had been with this dog for a, a straight 48 hours, sleeping on the floor with her, not getting sleep, you know, probably not feeding myself <laughs> correctly. Right. And I literally, I remember by the end of the second day she was home, I was already calling personal trainers. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that I remember the most about whenever we first got Layla was we talked about her bathroom habits so much to the point that like I remember <laughs> being like t- like talking to one of my friends and being like Bobby and I like haven't talked about real stuff besides like Layla and like what she's eating and then like how she's going to the bathroom for like yeah. two weeks like ha- are we ever gonna not talk about Layla <laughs> right like that's how it is with like if you're sharing a dog that is how it is for the first like couple of weeks (laughs) yeah no it's it's straight insanity and I don't think people actually realize like how insane it is Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure like when you bring any dog home of any age but puppies are just so intense straight from the gate right and like I really think I should have had more mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, that is exactly like what I was thinking of too. These are like the candid things that you don't see on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like this is not the crap that they show you on YouTube. And it's like, I'm, I'm literally going to lose my freaking mind. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's how you feel. Yeah, no, it, it, it truly is. And like, I've had another person say something super similar um, to me before. And I was like, yep, that is a hundred percent. Right. So yeah. So talking more a little bit about your boyfriend, Dylan. Um, so he was, you know, the one that wanted the dog. So how did you guys go about sharing responsibility whenever you first got Nova and Odin? Like, was it kind of a 50, 50 split? Was it more on you? Um, and like, how did you like break it up with your classes and his classes? So given that I was pretty much home for both work and class, it Mm -hmm. 
it automatically just fell on me more. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was the one who was there, whereas like Dylan's program was in person. So he went and he was out at night. He worked, you know, his shifts during the day. You know, that was that was the situation when Nova came home. And so Nova just, I mean, straight out the gate. I mean, she developed an attachment to me. And to this day, it still remains there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure this dog could not exist if I was, like, gone. Um, so Nova is my dog, 100%. Um, now, of course, like, that's not to say Dylan does nothing with the dogs. He right. does. Um, and Odin, I can't even say if he has a preference of person. Dylan, of course, wants to say Odin's my dog. And I'm like, right, because Nova's Odin, <laughs> Odin is just vibing. Odin is literally just vibing, like, hello, who's going to play fetch with me? Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Who's going to play fetch with me for the next two hours? So Odin's hard to get a read on. Um, <laughs> but I also like, and I don't know how it is with you and Bobby. And I don't know if you feel like you're more, like I'm more mentally aware. Yes, I totally of, like, am. But I would no. agree. It's it's very similar in your case in that I work from home. So I'm home like all the time. And then, um, whenever Bobby started his job, you know, he was going into the office, he was going on work trips. And so it was a lot of just me and Layla. So it's not like he just, you know, doesn't take on responsibility. It's just that I'm here more. And so then over time, you know, you pick up on little things. Yes. Your brain literally gets wired a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm more mentally like aware of are the dogs meeting right like, their biological needs today? Are they, you know, we got to get up in the morning and take them on a walk. Like we like it's just this brain rewiring that it's like my brain has completely been taken over by it. And his is like ah, maybe like a 50%, you know, mm-hmm. like his brain is 50% rewired. Yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean because I feel like, you know, I just it's very similar for us. Um, and the fact that I just was always here all the time. And, you know, whenever he started to go out on his work trips and just go to work throughout the day, um, it definitely became more of my responsibility to do the feeding, the, the bathroom, yeah. like playing and, you know, making sure she gets all of the check boxes checked for the day. Right. Yeah. So totally makes sense. And I guess you guys probably knew that going into getting a dog since you like had your schedule, like your work and school schedule prior to getting Nova. Yeah, no, 100%. Like I knew going into that, that like I would be managing it a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I learned a lot, you know, about managing dogs in a school schedule because and, you know, Dylan actually got to work from home this past semester and him and I are actually about to do a switcheroo because my potential job is in the office and his potential job is work from home. So this is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is, that'll be really interesting. We just had a routine change and Bobby's home during the day. So he gets to hang out with Layla while I work. Well, I, I mean, I'm still working from home, but it's like right. the typical time that I would have created her like while I'm in meetings or um, you know, just doing work stuff so that I could have some time to like really focus on it, but she's been out more hanging out with him. Like, you know, he's been doing more of like the, the morning, early daytime type stuff with right. her, which is really right. nice. 
but yeah, it was definitely like a routine change that kind of had some, some switch ups with it. So you did say like, you are an all-star now at managing school and like work and being a dog owner. And I don't know, for me, I thought like having a dog during college, even though it was just the last semester was kind of tough because the workload was different every week. You know, one week you would have a million tests and then the next week you would have nothing. And then the next week you'd have like a really big project and then you'd have nothing again, you know, whatever the case may be, it was like always different. So how did you learn to manage that and like balance the two? Right. So let me preface this by saying that Nova was a great introductory dog for me because Uh while she like, even from when she came home with like puppy energy, she still was like pretty content to just sit by my feet. So Nova really wasn't the one who forced me to be like, no, we need a routine. Like we got to get this done. Odin was actually the one that kickstarted all of this. Okay. Because not only was I just super, I was so, so nervous about bringing home an Australian Shepherd because they're so high energy. They take a lot of work. No one in my family has ever had one before. Like I've never really been exposed to this dog. Odin is very calm compared to most Aussies. I will, I will say that, but you know, he still like has needs that need to be met. Right. And then also when I realized that, Hey, my dogs are reactive. I need Mm -hmm. to get my crap together. That was really, that made me like, it literally made me get my shit together. Like I had to. Mm-hmm. because not only for them, but for me, because I was very quickly being like, this is out of control, mm-hmm. you know? So basically what I found was focusing on the big things as a student, the big things as a dog parent and putting those strategically throughout your day. So if you have a big assignment coming up, you know, that's coming up due, Mm -hmm. you know, like some of the little things in your dog's life, I promise you can take a backseat. Like, for example, I had my thesis proposal due this week. Mm -hmm. I was two days late, like doing my dog's weekly grooming. They lived. It's okay. (laughs) You know, give yourself a little grace during those big times. You, you literally have to. So that that's number one is realizing you have to give yourself grace because you are student. And on top of that, grad school is a different ball game than undergrad. So I was managing a lot. And that's why, like, I literally had to get very, um, like, strategic Mm -hmm. and nose to the grindstone some crap. (laughs) So recognize your boundaries with yourself and your dog. So focus on the big things. So, like, that is what really helped me manage the two of these yeah um but yeah so did that answer your question (laughs) yes it did so basically like the biggest tips that you would have for somebody that's trying to do college and work and be a dog owner is definitely give yourself grace which I feel like regardless of the situation that you're in that should be like top 10 rule <laughs> like 100 100 commandments <laughs> please oh. um and then like learn to set like your boundaries with yourself and with your dogs and with you know work or whatever the case may be yeah no I, I, I can imagine that pretty much the advice I'm going to give about school like could definitely be translated to those who like work whether it be work from home right. or work from an office 
But what's so special about school is that you are a student 24 seven, right? Mm -hmm. So like when you go into the office, like you work your eight to five or whatever it is, and then you clock out and then you go home. When you're a student, there is no timeout. And people really underestimate that. Like I know one of my things as a student I struggled with was people telling me, well, you don't know what real life is yet. Mm-hmm. you're not that busy. You don't have all these things to do. And I'm like, dude, oh, okay. Maybe when I was an undergrad, like you could, you could say I played around a little bit, but even still I took undergrad very seriously. And, you know, so I could work to get into grad school, but you cannot tell me that grad school is not a demon. Mm-hmm. Like your brain is on 24 seven, 24 seven. And if you, especially like in a PhD program, then you have a lot of work to do mm-hmm. with your dissertation I chose to write a thesis. Like that's what people also need to understand. Like I could have taken a comp and taken the easy way out. Even though some people would say that the comp is much harder, but (laughs) I chose this thesis. Like I'm doing actual research and it's on my time. Right. And so that is what I want to come on here and say is that first of all, students out there, I see you do not let people give you crap and say that you don't have a real life or that you don't do real things because you do. Mm -hmm. So I'm here to validate that because that gets me upset. (laughs) (laughs) I wish everyone could see you right now. Like you have your hands flying everywhere. You're like, I get so passionate. You're clapping your hands. Yes. Yes. I get so passionate because I literally, (laughs) I mean, I literally have people who have told me that. And it's it's so good to be like that. No, it is so good to be like that. Like, please come on here and give me more of that energy. (laughs) Yes. I am here to validate everybody right now. And so if you, and I know like I've had a lot of people say like, how do you do it? Like, I don't see how you manage two dogs and being in school. And it's like, you have to be so purposeful with your time and with yourself, period. <laughs> like, amen. I, amen, because I have <laughs> no other advice. <laughs> be purposeful. Yeah. And that's I think, really dog parenting as a whole. Oh, for sure. That's like what I was going to say is like, you have to be so intentional at times about everything that you do. Yes. Especially to maintain your sanity. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, I mean, figure out what you like to, how you like to have your day structured. Right. So like, for example, my ideal day would be to get out of bed you know, I set a goal because that's mm-hmm. how I wake up best is setting a goal between like eight and eight 30. If I can get out of bed between eight and eight 30 today, I am good. Take the dogs on a walk for about an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour was probably a good walk. Come back, feed them breakfast. And then once they were all good to go, plus the cats, I would, you know, then crate the dogs and make myself coffee, make myself breakfast. And then I would get to work And I would pretty much work until I I would make my food and then continue to work while I was eating because I would give Odin and Nova like an afternoon break for about 30 minutes outside the crate. Um, And then they would go back in so I could finish the rest of my day. Like I literally treated it like, like a nine to five job. Yeah, for sure. Now that five sometimes turned into an eight or a nine or a 12 a.m. But, but that's when, when you give yourself a little bit of grace as yes. long as, you know, their, their needs are met in terms of feeding and bathroom breaks and, yes. and all that good stuff. Oh my goodness. I am like reliving some college moments through you yeah. right now. And I am like feeling the stress, the like drainage, the like 
emotional exhaustion. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) And so, and like, you've already like went on here and said, you know, it is a tough job, you know, going, going to school is a tough job. It's just like, if not more having, you know, a nine to five and, um, having a dog, you know? Um, and so do you feel like Nova and Odin helped you in any way, like during, you know, your school, whether it be like with the routine or time management or like learning how to learning some of those like life skills? Yeah, no, 100%. Um, they taught me that I, I've kind of always known this about myself, but it just really solidified, like I have to have a schedule or else like, I just get all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, I like being purposeful with my days. Um, and they also allowed me to, to get a break. Right. So they were a good excuse to like, you know, I eat my lunch and then we get an afternoon out in the front yard, you know, for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour, however much time I did, I felt I needed to, you know, get refreshing, then I could get back to the grindstone. So emotionally and mentally, they helped me in that way. Cause it's like, well, you know, like I have to get outside today. Oh, right. I have to get some sunshine or else my dogs are going to be like freaking crazy and probably hate me, <laughs> you know, be like so mad. Um, so that was also helpful. And then like, like I said, when they became reactive and I say became for a reason, but I'm not here to talk about reactivity, but it is an important part of our story because it made me, it made me really get my crap together mm-hmm. with them. And so I, I mean, I had to develop a routine, not only for myself, but for them. Right. Totally. Dogs thrive on re- routine and I did too. So Nova Odin, 100% big helpers throughout this process will forever be grateful to them. And that's why they deserved a spot in my graduation photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and your graduation photos were so cute too. Thank you. <laughs> they turned out so well. I was so happy. Oh, as you should be. They were very, very cute. And like you said, they totally deserved a spot because they were, like you said, a huge, huge help. So we're almost, you know, kind of went through the the stages of finding your dogs, getting them, Mm -hmm. making the routine, working through school and everything. Um, So we're kind of at like the the reflection piece, I want to say. Right. So do you ever feel like you had any guilt going through, um, school with the dog or with dogs. And did you have anything that kind of like helped you move through that, like a reminder or a mantra or just anything to kind of get you through? I wouldn't say I had any guilt about getting dogs because I realized that I just needed them Mm -hmm. in my life. Um, maybe like from a financial aspect of like, oh, I'm just doing, I don't make that much money. And here I am like spending a lot of money on my dogs, but like emotionally, mentally for my happiness, as much work as dogs are, I needed them. Mm -hmm. But I will say sometimes like if I, you know, maybe needed to get to the grindstone a little bit more with school, like maybe I felt a little guilt, like, uh, you know, I, I should be working a little bit more right now, but like, I also have to go take care of my animals because, I chose to take on animals and I did feel a lot of guilt about that. And I also struggle with wanting to do everything all the time. Mm -hmm. But I guess what got me through was I have to remind myself, like I'm a human first, a student second at the moment and a dog mom third. 
and things will come in time and not everything has to be immediate. Yes. And like you said, right now you're a student, but in August, that's totally going to change. Yeah. Yeah. And for a minute here, I'm probably about to be not only a student, but also a worker as mm-hmm. well. So that that's going to shake things up, but we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> Lots of different roles that we play, but yes. we are a dog mom, but we're also more than a dog mom. We are. Very, very important to remember. Okay. So last but not least, I like to ask all my, all my guests this. So what does having a dog mom mentality currently mean to you? So currently, I mean, definitely what we said about like playing different roles and like at the end of the day, like whatever changes in my life, student, worker, whatever, I am always going to be a dog mom. And that has taught me so many invaluable things. Um, One, like learning how to set boundaries with myself and with others has been immaculate honestly because I was so bad at setting boundaries mm-hmm. um to be more open uh, I feel like the dog community kind of forces you to do that too because like you're you're just exposed to so many different people oh for and sure and you have to keep an open mind with a lot of things yeah no that's that's pretty much what a dog mom mentality means to me is just you're learning about yourself through your animals you know even if you have a cat I'm sure you learn about yourself in a way oh yeah you know? I, I learned that my cats are demons and maybe I don't want to live with cats anymore, (laughs) but I still love them. You know, like there's an example of what cats can teach you. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, you, you're always going to be a dog mom and you're always going to love it. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think so too. I think there are definitely moments that we might feel like we might not love it. But right. we're definitely going to learn something from it. Like, like when Odin was, <laughs> when Odin was six weeks old, screaming his head off at 5 a.m. I'm like, hmm, maybe I don't like this anymore. <laughs> but now you learn, you, well, I don't want to know. I don't want to say that you, you learn from it unless you learned that you were like an early riser <laughs> or something like that. God. <laughs> If only I could be so lucky as to be an early riser, but I'm still not. (laughs) (laughs) But you definitely learned so many things. Oh, yeah. Besides the the 5 a.m. screams. Oh, yeah. Would never, honestly, wouldn't wouldn't take it back for the world. Good. He's a mess, but I love him. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love this conversation. I loved how much you made me giggle. Glad I could be of help today with all of <laughs> yes. technical difficulties as well. I know. So <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Um, if you would do the honor of telling everyone what your Instagram is, where they can find you, and everyone give uh Cosette a big congrats because she's about to finish her thesis. Yay! Um, yeah, super excited over that. Catch me when I defend. I'll probably put it on all over my social medias and my social media to follow my dogs is at going.super.nova. Um, there you can find out all about our life. Um, I love to chat with everybody and yeah, come on my page and, and let me know that you came from this podcast because y'all need to be listening to this podcast. <laughs>
Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today. Bye.